Yeah. See, I'm back, Slee. I'm back. I've got back. my. Uh, it's not my perfect voice, but I've got the. I've got my energy back. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. You know why? Why is that? Because somebody said that if you did grow a mullet for a year, which was mm-hmm. your option, that or overall, yeah. that it wouldn't be a mullet necessarily, but it would rather be a skullet because you would only grow the mullet portion of it out of the back of your head that you wouldn't get your hair back on the top, which makes it even that, better. Well, the problem is, yeah, the issue is I think plenty on the side, not as much uh, uh, up top here, not as much up top. Oh, so you could go with one of those super weird ones where you have super long hair like Captain Stubing from the Love Boat yeah, all the way yeah. around the sides and just clean I don't, the whistle on the top. Let, let me tell you something. I don't know because I've once it started, once the realization started, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and not hold on to what's left up there. You know how some people do this? We saw Caruso do it for a long time. I'm like, Caruso, yep. just, just clean it up. Clean it up. So I don't even know what, what – if I went a year without Shea, I have no idea what, what – uh, Top of my head would look like. I at think this point. we should. I think we should start. I think we sure. No, absolutely. And we could, yeah, uh, no, we absolutely. What, what, what comes out of the whole? I'm in. Hundred percent in. I got. I got another suggestion for your uh, Atlanta Hawks jersey. If that's in fact what we get with the Clippers in Atlanta in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. What about Kevin Willis? I saw somebody tweet that. That's a good one. That's another really, really good one. Kevin Willis. Kevin Willis, because physical player. Pretty yep. good player. Not that many people. Not Atlanta. that many people remember him. Like the right. Kembe, everybody's going to know Kevin Willis. People going to be like, "What is? Who the hell is Willis?" He was like the size of his one of his arms. Kevin Willis. Kevin, Kevin Willis, Willis was, was one of those first guys. Dude, him was and a Carl beast. Malone were mm-hmm. those guys like, "Oh, NBA players are in the gym now. Mm-hmm. NBA players are putting in the work." Because before there was a bunch of guys that were skinny and they were strong, but they weren't strapped like Kevin Willis was. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll go. But we don't even have to get that far. Because the Suns are going to finish off the Clippers, so let's not let's not jump to conclusion here. Think that the Clippers are going to take the next two games. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know. I I, I know that I said you might be right. By the way, five, you might be right mm-hmm. going into Game Five. I said I think the Suns are going to win, but I am not putting it past the Clippers. Clippers won that game. I think the Clippers win tonight. I just they have the best player left. Suns will come out much more desperate. They won't. You know, I think Phoenix. I don't know what they thought. They thought they're just going to walk into Game Five and. Clippers were just going to fold. Everything was going to be fine. Obviously, wasn't the case. I don't think... I was doing Lakers talk when the game was going on. So, Suns had one lead in the game, something like that. I mean, I know the game started off 20-5 to or something along those lines, but then eventually Suns had a brief lead, and then Clippers just did what they did. I I don't think they'll come come back as unprepared as they were in Game 5 thinking Clippers were just going to fold. All right, so we're talking 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and how creepy that was as a kid's movie where you got four people sleeping in the same bed for years at a time and kids disappearing. We're asking for some more suggestions as well. We got one right here. L.A., let's go to Cornell. Cornell, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, what's good with you, man? I got two creepy movies for you. <laughs> okay. How about Nightmare Before Christmas? Sure, absolutely. And the Giant Peach. Okay. Those are both very good suggestions. What was the second one? James and the Giant Peach. Okay. That's a, yeah. by the way. That's by the same guy that wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That dude had a deal. That that guy liked to have movies. First of all, there was always missing parents. There was always people that were disappearing in the woods. That he he had some deals. But here, I want to I want to make a distinction because the Nightmare Before Christmas was creepy, no doubt about it. But it's supposed to be, right? It, it is supposed to be kind of right. A creepy, the title says Nightmare, movie. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is presumably a movie about a kid who wins a contest. Hey, look, golden ticket. Yay, golden ticket. And then 
he goes into a nightmare scenario where his buddies are getting picked off one by one yeah. by little orange guys that wheel them out of the room and we never see him again. <laughs> it's supposed to be a kid's movie that's fun and fanciful and about candy and it's about abduction and disappearance. That's a good that's a good breakdown right there. That's a good right. way to put it. It's like one you're expected to walk into and say, "Okay, I don't think this is going to be the the greatest storyline." The other one, it kind of takes you for a curveball, right? Like you, as, as you watch it as a kid, you're like, "Mom, what the hell am I watching? What, what's going on here? Where did where, 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 where did Augustus Gloop go? Why why is he getting sucked <laughs> into the two? Where what what, what wait, wait wait he's wait, where did he, he never came back? He never came. Where why, why why did Mike TV just get vaporized by a thing that's supposed to make candy? Why did that you know, happen? You know every scene, don't you? Dude, I have three kids. Do you know how mm. many times that movie has been on mm. in my house? That movie is just straight up normal. You watch it, do you watch it more? Chitty bang bang. You watch it more as an adult than you did early on? Yeah, well, maybe as a kid you kind of miss the, you know, the abductions and the yeah. disappearances <laughs> and the lazy grandparents. You're it's just supposed to teach you now. good lessons. You mm-hmm. know, don't watch too much TV. Don't yes. eat too much food. Yes. But it's kind of like those old German fairy tales, though, that turn it really dark. So it's like, <laughs> if you true. disobey me, then there are serious consequences. No, look, the idea if watching too much TV is probably not good. But what you do is you say, hey, listen, Mike TV, listen, why don't we go outside and play a little wiffle ball? Why don't we go get some shots up? Why don't you go out and trade baseball cards with Veruca Salt? Why don't we go do something worthwhile? You don't vaporize the little boy. You don't erase him from existence. That seems aggressive. I mean, that's, I don't know. Maybe it's just my, my parenting style along the way. Okay. Something happened to me, Slee, that has not happened all season long and okay. has not happened for a, a couple of years. I turned on an Angel game on purpose. Mm-hmm. With 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 the explicit purpose of I want to see what Shohei Otani is going to do. You're going to be turning on an Angel game tonight as well, no doubt, because mm-hmm. he's pitching tonight. We'll get to that mm-hmm. in one second. He hits two home runs. Okay, he leads Major League Baseball with 28 home runs. Mm-hmm. He was the ultimate show that you were hoping you were going to get. Right, this is a guy that is just smashing baseballs left and right. Two home runs and arguably the most iconic baseball stadium we have in this country, Yankee Stadium. And the Angels got killed. Okay, they, they were behind 10-5 to 5 in the fifth inning, despite the fact that Otani had hit two home runs. They're running into easy outs on the bases. They're not playing crisp baseball. It's boring. When it's not Otani up to bat, it's just not terribly sure, of course. good baseball. And I'm, we're already nearly 10 years into Mike Trout's career, and we've never seen him play in meaningful games other than one time, and they were a quick out three in a row to the Kansas City Royals. That's right. We're, we're getting to that point where you have to start thinking, what are we going to do with this guy? Because we need to see what he's doing. Like you said a minute ago, he's gonna, the night after he hit two home runs and took the major league lead in home runs, oh, by the way, he leads the lead in triples too, he's going to go to the mound and pitch, and he has the sixth best strikeouts per nine inning in major league baseball. One more time, just, just so everybody understands. The guy who leads the league in home runs and triples – is also the guy with the sixth best strikeouts per nine innings. He also has a lower ERA than Trevor Bauer, who makes more money than any Jesus. pitcher in baseball. And he's buried on a fourth-place team. He's buried on a team that's eight games out of a wild-card spot. He's buried on a team that is behind a whole bunch of other teams. The, the odds of them getting the playoffs are very, very low. Yeah. We need to save Shohei Otani, Slee. So... Does this come down to? I, I think the Angels have proved over the years, right? They they're not going to run a 
it's not like you have confidence in that franchise that things are going to get turned around tomorrow or they're going to get turned around next year. They're going to get turned around the year after, right? I mean, you were just saying, use Mike Trout as an example. Uh, wasn't that the year they won 100-plus games and then they were swept in the in the first round? Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen good baseball from the Angels. So if Shohei Otani is the biggest name in baseball right now, he's arguably one of the biggest name in, in all of sports right now because of how unique it is and he sits with the Angels. Does it come down to the Angels or just, does it just come down to Otani? When Otani's available, when he has the opportunity two to years. go two years – um, when he gets he, so he's got this year, next year, and then what's the 2023's yeah. arbitration under yep. arbitration? Yep. So there will come a point where I don't think it matters what the Angels want to do. If you're the Angels, let me give you kind of a good example here. You know, we're talking about Luca, and you're going to do everything you can for a franchise sure. to build around Luca. Luca, what do you want? Tell us what you want. It's, I know it's different in baseball because it takes so many more players to be competitive. You're not depending on just one player like you are in basketball. But I don't know what the Angels can do. If you're Otani, what would make you think you're such a big freaking name doing unbelievable things? What would make you think, hey, it's smart for me to stay here in Anaheim and continue my career? Is it... Were, were teams before that, that did not want to see him pitch and bat, you know, hey, pick one of these. Yep. Why don't we start at this? And then, you know, when you get this down, then we can maybe look at that. Will all those teams now just completely wipe that out of the way and say, whatever the hell you want to do, just come with oh, us. I sure. mean, I'm, I'm imagining his success is enough to, you know, obviously prove that. But I think it just comes down to what will Otani want to do, not what the Angels want to do. Well, it's so weird, too, because the, the Angels have found themselves with two of the hottest properties, maybe arguably the two hottest properties. You can throw Tatis in there, Acuna. There's Mm -hmm. some other really good players, Mookie. But these are the two guys, and Otani in particular, they have both of these guys, and they're in fourth place. They're going to – look, this is his third season with the team. They've never played in a postseason game. They've never finished anywhere other than fourth place. Mm -hmm. How many times can Mike Trout look at that and say, yeah, let's let's run it back? How many times – at some point, guys got to get frustrated, right? And you're right. Of course. You're right. Maybe they need to say something. Maybe they need to speak up, shake it up a little bit, because I'm watching this last night, and the show that he was putting on was so extraordinary, and the product outside of him was so not. And it, the, the juxtaposition of it all was just really a bummer. Because there's, now, there's, mm-hmm. now, now we're getting into sideshow territory, right? Because I want let, let's go to this. He says he's going to participate in Home Run Derby, mm-hmm. right? Kyle Schwarber, who's the only guy on the planet who's as hot as Otani is right now, did Home Run Derby a few years ago. He says he's not going to do it right now. Hmm. I want you to listen to this quote. I think the best thing to do is probably let it pass and rest up and look forward to the second half. The biggest thing is you're going to get sore after the fact. You're taking almost 13 to 15 minutes of full swings. You Hmm. never do that on an off day during your daily routine in baseball. That's just torturing yourself. It's definitely taxing on the body. Okay, That's a guy who's done it. Sure. And has opted to not do it this time. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? I get it. I want to see it. You want to see it. It'd be great. Yeah. But if I'm Shohei Otani, I want to hit 50 home runs. I want to strike out 200 guys. I want to have a low ERA in baseball. What am I doing participating in this thing? Is it those? Is it similar to players early on in the NBA like Blake Griffin, like Vince Carter, like Kobe Bryant, some of those guys that when they were younger in their career, and I know Otani's 26. I'm, I'm not saying the guy's you know, 21 or 22, but – is it one of those where you did it once and then you just don't do it again? Like maybe there's a curiosity. Maybe there's a, hey, what a platform for me to promote myself, promote my brand. Um, I think that's probably the only reason why he does it. And and let me kind of go back to this. Then mm-hmm. 
you know what? Why are we then doing the home run derby? If you got players that That's it's affecting, question. if they're if it's affecting their regular season, um, if you don't have the best players at bat trying to hit as many home runs as they possibly can because they think it's going to affect the second half of their season, well, what's more important? That one hour of a home run derby where if you hit the Coca Cola sign, then this happens. Like, what? What's is that more important? Is the slam dunk contest, which you and I love watching, all these who 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 participated this year? You had the rookie for the New York Knicks, Obi yeah. Toppin. You had some dude from the Indiana Pacers. Like, you had players that we don't care about that were a part of it. Is it more important to say? I don't know if this is a good idea. Let's just kind of evolve here. I enjoy those contests, but I don't want it to affect what they're doing. I'm curious what the people think. 877-710-ESPN. Should Shohei Otani participate in Home Run Derby? Because he'd clearly be the biggest draw. But I want to see him. I, I do too, but I don't, <laughs> don't want to see wrong. Shohei Otani put himself in the tank because he went and did it. I would rather sure. watch the second half of the season with him doing Babe Ruth things than watch him for an hour one night hitting You're home right. runs. Because it, as fun as it would be, it, the, the dunk contest comparison isn't a perfect one because how many dunks does the guy that wins the dunk contest actually do? Ten, maybe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're asking Otani to take 200 swings. It's, it's not apples to apples. This is because they hit in the cage. Then why do the stars not do it in the NBA? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I, I would stay as far away from that thing as you possibly can, and I cannot wait to watch him pitch. What do you think? Home run derby or no? 877-710-ESPN. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all callers appear via the Goodyear hotline. And it's pretty interesting, Sleep. People are, are getting in on Otani. This is good news. I'm glad that people are passionate about Otani because I want them to be. I want people to understand what's taking place. You know, here, here's a list of guys that have led the league in home runs and triples, which Otani is leading in both right now. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and Jim Rice. Okay, Jim Rice isn't Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays, but he was a damn good player. Okay, that's the list. You know how many games Willie Mays pitched? Zero. You know how many games Mickey Mantle pitched? Zero. You know how many games Jim Rice pitched? Zero. This blanker blanker, is going out there and being the best pitcher on this team every five days. Well, what would be it's unfortunate? Bananas. What would be unfortunate is here we are in Los Angeles. Obviously, I have this platform. If we talked about this a couple months ago, and you started making the case like, "Hey, Otani's got to be somewhere else. Nobody's going to be talking about him. Nobody's going to care." I don't feel that's been the case this year, Trav. I do I feel right. that he's getting a ton of run. I'll just use this as an example. Yeah. And I know we have specific individuals that will hit us on Twitter the moment Otani hits a home run or he does something. Looking at you, J-O-F. Right. So we have certain people who kind of keep us updated on it, but I don't have to go very far on just scrolling through Twitter. If Otani does something, everybody's talking about Otani. So I mention that because – 
um, what you might have thought, this guy is going to get lost in what he's doing. It's common. It happens, right? If you're a bad team and you're having a great season, whether in baseball, football, or in uh, in basketball, you're going to be talked about a lot less. Otani's being talked about. I know right now he's in New York. I know he's pitching this afternoon. I know there's kind of those factors as well. But he's getting the proper pub, even though he's on a team that's irrelevant. He is. He's getting a ton of attention. You are 100% right about that, but... I'm looking for a different sort of attention. I'm looking for attention where we're Playoffs. talking about his greatness and the sure. team's winning. And Absolutely. And the a chance to go win the World Series and compete against the other best players in baseball. Because, I mean, when we start talking about Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and those guys, those guys went to the World Series, played in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger's played in the World Series. Mookie Betts has won the World Series a couple times. I mean, you, you well, how are you going to remember Mike Trout? You know, Trout, you, you haven't seen him in – you know, big predicaments, big mo- – you just haven't seen it. So it's no. unfortunate. Take the greatest players that played in, you know, in basketball or in the NBA. What does it mean if you're not your, – you're performing at the greatest level in the playoffs or in the finals? All right, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Gardena. Like, this guy doesn't go to the front of the line. Manuel in Gardena. What's up, Manuel? Oh, first off, Slee Stack, Dean Travers, great thing. I wanted to revert real quick to the Atlanta Hawks jersey. Sleestack has to go with the Antoine Carr jersey. But what I want to know, is he going to wear those ridiculous wraparound Oakley shades? And (laughs) is he an Oakley shades guy? Now, as far as uh, Shohei... Yes to everything. I'm all in. If if it's Hawks Clippers, I'm all in. You don't got to worry about it. I'll go get my Antoine Carr jersey, which is probably flying off the shelves right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, Hey, Shohei... Like you said, Travis, how ridiculous is it? I mean, you said Jim Rice. You said uh, these other legends. Amazing and this man. guy's basically Babe Ruth personified. I mean, how ridiculous is that? He has to be in the home run derby. If not, unfortunately, he's going to get lost in the shuffle like Mike Trout, man. Mike Trout's great, but he's Mike Trout. He's like nobody out of, outside of Anaheim, honestly. It's it's sounds so weird to say it, Manuel, but you're right that there's there's levels to this stuff. There's Mookie Betts level. Mike Trout's a better baseball player than Mookie Betts. It's close, but he's better. But he's looked at and thought about so much differently because playing in the World Series with the Red Sox, sure. playing in the World Series with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. We, we just, Fernando Tatis just got in the playoffs for the first time last year, mm-hmm. and it added him to a whole nother level. Sure. We this, I, I just want to see it with these guys. Let's try another yeah, those, one here. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, let's uh, – Go to Juan in Mid-City. Juan, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Slee, what is going on, What's man? Thank you for on? calling in. Travis, I'm, I'm in your hood right now. I'm in Arcadia driving down Huntington. Nice. Say hi to the people. Uh, so real- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real quick. What, who's the guy that you quoted that was saying that his arm's going to hurt after the home run derby? Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, that guy's a straight weenie, bro. Tony's <laughs> out here putting a show on for everybody. Showing everybody how it's done. And it's funny to me that this Japanese dude is coming to America and teaching us how to play the game and how to put on the show for the fans. Thanks, Appreciate Juan. you calling in. Appreciate yeah, you calling in. It, it, it's, by, it's, by the way, Trav, I do, I do like when, you know, here's another example of Otani. There's a lot of times, obviously, we're hitting on. It, it's not like you're at the end of June and baseball is taking – no, we're in the NBA Finals. There's playoffs or we're getting close to the NBA Finals. Playoffs going on, all that stuff. 
Otani is arguably the biggest conversation in sports, period. So I like, too, that callers are calling in and giving their opinion on this with a home run derby because when, when you say greatness and some of these other um, some of the other names that you're, you're mentioning along with what he's doing with his home runs and triples leading in both of those categories, we haven't even talked about his pitching yet. Like We, we literally have not talked about it, and that's, that, it, it almost seems fake to even bring up. Sixth highest K rate in baseball. Six. Six. Okay, not 16th or 60th, which would be pretty good. Sixth. He has an, Trevor Bauer just signed a contract for a couple of years. It's going to pay him nearly $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani has a lower ERA, and he's hit 28 home runs. This is what we're talking about. I don't know if I'd say that Kyle Schwarber is a straight weenie, to quote Juan a minute ago, but here's the difference. Kyle Schwarber's team is competing for a playoff spot. Sure. Kyle Schwarber's team, and look, we've seen it before. Guys do the home run contest, and they just kind of go ice cold in the second half. little anecdote. There's a reason. By, by the way, does that happen all the time? Like, is no, that, no, no. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't, but it does happen. And there's a reason that Mike Sosha never wanted Mike Trout to do the home run derby. And he, the, the answer was always the same. I'm going to leave it up to Mike. If he wants to do it, great. I would prefer if he didn't. I think if most managers are being honest, they probably feel the same way. If you want to mm-hmm. do it, fine. What if he gets hurt? What what if he does? But can't go you cold? But, can't, but, but can't you say that about? Uh, here's the thing. Then if if we're gonna have that conversation about yeah. what if he gets hurt, what if he gets cold, all that stuff, then I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. Then what's the point of the All Star festivities? What's the point of it? Because there was also a time that the All Star game would determine where the World Series would start. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how idiotic was that? That's I mean, it, it's okay. So is it important or is it not important? Because if it's, it's not it, important, it's, it's fun. not. Of course, it's, it's fun, uh, but it's it, not important. It, no question about it. It's not important. The NBA All Star Game, they give up forty. They give up fifty five points in the first. Nobody cares. Nobody's playing right. any defense. It, no, it's not important. Then why are we? What's the? If you kind of like weigh it, what's the? Um, well, the positives it, it, it's and the and, old conversation of what? What do you owe your team versus what do you owe the sport? Right. That this is the this is the question. Like the, the Pro Bowl. Do you, all of these things? Is do I have an obligation to the league at large? to put on a show or is my obligation beginning and ending with my team the angels that's the question right and if he wants to go do it fine and i, I want to go back to the thing about there's definitely by the way there's definitely an obligation to the league no I, question about it there's an obligation to the league maybe there's more of an obligation to the league when your team's no good too it's like hey look you're not going anywhere anyway let's come and do this but Shoy has an obligation to himself you don't think he's going to go make god knows how much money if he's a 50 home run guy and a guy that strikes out 200 guys a year and what if he does, what if he gets hurt? And don't give me this. Will he get hurt at any time? Well, I'd you do. Him get but, hurt. But, but but Trav, but, you do. I, I I could be sitting. You could be sitting in the off season just working on your game. Whatever the case is, you get injured. We've seen Clay Thompson got injured. Demarcus Cousins. There's players that get injured away from NBA when they're just practicing in the but in the off season on their games to get back to the NBA. If if he blew out his shoulder swinging and missing tonight against the Yankees, that's sports. This is an ancillary activity that could easily be skipped that we could easily move forward from that he does not have to participate in. So then what are we doing it for? I I get it. I get it. But I'm saying then what are we doing it for? I I don't have a good answer for you there. Because the all-star game in every sport and Pro Bowl – this can happen. It could happen in the game, right? You know, you're sitting here talking about it can happen during the home run derby, and I know that's different because it's such an unnatural thing for baseball players to do. Nobody's saying, hey, I'm preparing for the second half of the season. Let me swing as many times as I can, as hard as I can. Let me go take 300 full-speed swings <laughs> off, of a, off of a first base coach. Right, right. That's, that's basically what it is. One more quick one. Let's go to Carson this time and Eric. Eric, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? 
How you guys doing, man? Listen, I'm a, I'm a mill man, and you guys keep me going early in the morning. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, uh, with the Otani thing, it's him, bro. He he chose the, the Angels. He, the Dodgers interviewed him. The Yankees interviewed him. The Cubs, the Sox. Everybody interviewed him, but this is who he chose. He saw he saw Mike Trout there. Maybe he thought he could team up with Mike Trout and win a championship. But Mike Trout's always injured, and this, this is his decision, bro. All right. You're, you're right. By the way, I, I don't think anybody's questioning his decision. It's what Travis and I are talking about. Um, we want to see him. We want to see one of the greats being – some of the greater moments in your sport. In games and that, that that's all it comes down to. It, it, games that matter. It's as simple as put as, as games that matter. Look, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. First of all, Mike Trout's not always hurt. This is really the first time that he's missed an extended period of time in a while. He plays a lot of games, so I, I take issue with that. But the reason that Otani chose the Angels is not as simple as, as he was making it sound. I think it was Eric. The reason he chose the Angels... Angels are letting him do both. Exactly. The Angels yeah. were one of the few teams that said, look, you want to try both? Let's try both. Mm-hmm. Most of these teams were, let's pick one or the other. Let's try to excel at one or the other. And then once we kind of get our hands wrapped around one of these things, we can try to introduce a second thing. The Angels, to their credit, were the team said, let's go. Let's give it a shot. And it really hadn't borne fruit until right now because he'd been hurt. He got his elbow fixed, all of those things. But, damn, what they got was the biggest freak that I've ever seen on a baseball field. I've never seen anything like this. It's extraordinary. And I, I'm not – you know, I, at the end of the day, he is right that Otani chose the Angels and there are reasons why he chose them. Um, ultimately, what you're hoping for when we talk about, you know, home run derby, all-star game, all this stuff, I guess it just comes down to me, Trav – it's called all-stars, right? You're supposed to have the best of the best competing against each other in things that are not as important as a regular season game. If they're not there, if they're not involved, I, I just sit back and I question why we're doing some of these. That slam dunk contest, I'm not saying that they're not athletic and they can jump. We didn't know who the hell they were. So you, yeah. you like to have actual all-stars that are a part of an all-star event. It's almost impossible to have both of the things exactly the way that you want them. It's, it's really difficult. More phone calls coming up, 877-710-ESPN. And don't look now. The Dodgers are on their way. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is a good one. This is your jam. Yeah, no, this is a good one. I just got tickets. Uh, I had to stay up till midnight last night on Ticketmaster. Hit and refresh? Yeah, just didn't refresh. The tickets were going to come. You know how these fly. These fly. I don't have to tell you this. So uh, just barely was able to get two tickets. I'm looking forward to it. I got to drive up to San Francisco for it, but it's worth it. Is well, this a Serbian usher? <laughs> they'll That's go for thousands on the secondary market. That's it's disrespectful. The way that it goes. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. So we spent a little time talking about Otani. 
Um, mm-hmm. Dodgers got to within a game and a half first place last night. Slee, they looked um, they looked good last night. It was it was a good game, three to one. Not a ton of offense, but Walker Bueller, that he's he's not Jacob Degrom. He's the best pitcher in baseball right now. He's got an ERA that's like a microscopic. Yep. But every time Bueller goes out there, you're like, yeah, right. we're gonna win today. He, he's that guy. It's just it's money in the bank. Yeah, it's good too. I mean, I, I know you and I talked about this uh, coming into this series that okay, the scenarios that could play out for the Dodgers. Will they be five and a half back? Will they be three and a half back? Or will they be one and a half back? And you've always said from the beginning that at some point the Giants will come back to reality. That mm-hmm. they just this is not sustainable over the course of six months, whatever the case is. I don't know if this is now going to be the I don't changing of the guard. It sounds so dramatic. I'm just talking about this, uh, the NL West right now. Are the Dodgers going to start kind of taking control of the NL West? Will the Giants start going back to where most people thought they'd be? I don't have the answer to it, but at least over these last four games, was that four in a row for them or five? Five. Five in a row for them. They get the last three against the Cubbies, and that's coming off that no-hitter. Yeah. Everything was ugly. You had uh, coming off the loss also to the Padres. Now all of a sudden things – No hit. Now now all of a sudden you're – it feels like the dust is settling a little bit. At least for now as you start July, you got to feel a little bit better if you're a Dodger fan than you did a week ago. No, no question about it. And you know know what? We are so often – critical of managers and coaches when things are going bad and I don't think that we give these guys nearly enough credit when things are going true yeah and 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 I want to I want to give Dave Roberts a ton of credit right here for what's happened in the last half a week or so Dodgers go to San Diego and get swept by the Potters it's Mm -hmm. a bad look Potters pretty good team they come back to Dodger Stadium to take on Zach Davies and the Cubs Zach Davies I don't even mean this to throw shade at him but he's barely a major league player this is a guy that has an 89-mile-an-hour fastball where most guys are throwing 100. This is a guy that weighs 150 pounds soaking wet. He, he's, he's not Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom. Sure. He no-hits you, okay? It would have been really easy for Dave Roberts to come into the post-game press conference and say something along the lines of, guys, this is a long season. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's too bad we got no hit, but you can't make too much about one bad week in the middle of June. Which is probably what most managers would do. I think so. Mm-hmm. What Dave said was, yeah, that was embarrassing. We, we, we need to get going. We need yep. to get uh, this team playing Sense of urgency. That right. it's supposed to play. And, and he used the word embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Look, you don't hear managers say that about their teams very often. It was an embarrassing night. This, that was embarrassing. for. Since then, they've looked sharper. They've looked more engaged. They've looked better at almost every aspect of the game. Let's give Dave Roberts a little credit for putting those guys on notice and lighting a little bit of a fire underneath them because it would have been easy to take to, to cover their backs in that moment. It's a good perspective. No, you're right about it. There, there are plenty of times where we only want to criticize. We don't give enough praise. Uh, you know, we, we kind of talk about the NBA playoffs right now. How much are we talking about a player not coming through rather than a player that did come through? It's kind of natural, right? This is not – I'm not saying that maybe it's something we got to do a better job of, but I, I think that's a, a fair assessment to make and. They've won five in a row, took care of uh, the Cubbies, took care of the Giants, and now just a game and a half out of first. I saw a tweet from uh, Dave Denholm, who's the voice of LAFC right here yeah. on the station. Um, he brought up a good point. I'd never thought of this. And the second, I'm like, oh, my gosh. what? A- Imagine if Otani was a National League player. Imagine the day that you put him in the lineup. You're playing nine against eight. Hmm. The-, the other team has to have their pitcher hit because it's National League rules. That's right. And you've got a, you've got a 50 home run guy in your pitcher spot. What an unbelievable advantage that would be. 
That's a great I, – I had not thought of that as well, just naturally because he's in the AL, right? So you just yeah. – you, you don't envision that. He would be th- – this. he's pitching tonight against the Yankees. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it, just putting him in the NL, just like you're mentioning, it's like, all right, you got Kershaw – Pitching and hitting, and you got Otani pitching and hitting. I love this, and and look, as a former pitcher, I always like guys that that are pitchers that are a little bit athletic. But Clayton Kershaw comes up to bat, and you, and the, and the story's like, you know what? For a pitcher, Clayton Kershaw is a pretty good hundred. He's batting sure. about two hundred, and he, you know, mm-hmm. he can hit a double every once in a while, and he's got a, a a small handful of home runs in his career. Shohei Otani's going to hit fifty home runs this season. Imagine the advantage that comes along with that. Just a, just extraordinary. How about this, Lee? Do you know what happened um, a handful of years ago? We're, we're closing in on 30 years ago. This is how old we're getting. Tanya Harding banned for life from figure skating. Mm. That was today. Because, I mean, th- think about it. Th- think about it like this. How that was many 30 times, years ago. Okay. How many times have you heard somebody say, what, are you going to go Tanya Harding on him? It, it, it's its own thing now, and it's right. lasted still, 30 it still years. Uses. It still uses. It still plays well today. And it got gonna... revived by I, Tanya, the uh, Academy Award-nominated movie and sure. Academy Award-winning movie. I didn't love that they took um, Margot Robbie and turned her into Tanya Harding. I, that, that wasn't my favorite part of that movie, but it, they, they did a good job. Allison Janney did a good job in that movie. But to is there Tanya another, Harding somebody— is, is there another—I'm just kind of thinking like sports stories. We were talking about this, the anniversary of Evander Holyfield and Tyson, where he bites off you know a piece of his ear. Mm-hmm. There aren't too many of those what the hell is happening moments. That's one of those moments. Well, it, it, it was one of those things that when it happened, right? We, I, and I'm a little bit older than you. I was working at a local news station in Santa Barbara up at mm-hmm. KEYT the night that she got whacked on the knee. Okay, mm-hmm. I was in the sports department. I was an intern there. And the the story and, comes and, across. And you and you were one of the greatest figure skating individuals that the station has ever had. Here here's the list of people that know figure skating: Dickie Buttons, Dorothy Hamill, Scott Hamilton, and Travis Rogers. Those are the people that know figure skating better than everybody else. You don't have to. You don't have to remind anybody. Everybody knows that. It comes across, and we're thinking, "Oh my! Wait, some random guy just tried to break her leg with a pipe." Really? That just happened? And we're all sitting in the newsroom making jokes like, watch, it's going to be one of the girls that's competing against her. Watch, it's going to be one of the other women that was trying to get a spot on this thing. And then a couple of days go by, and it becomes pretty yep. obvious that the group that of people is. that executed this were the dumbest criminals in oh, the yeah. history of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I just think about that video. I just think back at, you know, when, when she's yelling, why? You know, why? just kind of, okay. do, you know how, do you know how much that has got played over, you know, the 27 years, whatever the anniversary is. You're right. That's one of those that we'll never forget. It's always brought up. Wasn't um, wasn't she also, wasn't Tanya Harding also in, what was she in? Didn't she do some reality TV? She did celebrity boxing. That's what she did. She's She's done, there was, look, there was a honeymoon video that got leaked. Uh-huh. There was celebrity boxing. That her her life has not really turned out super great, and they've tried to bring her together with Nancy Kerrigan a few times over the years, and her apology is always fantastic because it's always like, yeah, um, I guess I feel kind of bad about what happened to you. I didn't have anything Jeez. to do with it, but you know, whatever, Nancy, your life seems pretty good. What about me? It's the worst apology you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, that's not that's not going to do it. The only other sports story that, mm-hmm. that, and I don't, this isn't a sports story, but it's a crime story involving an athlete is OJ. 
right? That that, that the OJ story was one of those. Wait, wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. OJ's wife was was killed. What? And then a couple of wait. OJ's involved in this? That's the only other thing, and that one well, took that was, a lot of life. I was going to say, that's 30 levels on top of it. Uh, yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. But the Tanya Harding thing was before this, and it felt like the biggest thing in the world. Hmm. Just Tanya Harding to this day is still a verb. You're going to Tanya Harding somebody. That doesn't mean you're going to go land a triple axle. No. It means you're going to go try to break someone's kneecap with a pipe, even though she didn't. She probably shouldn't have written that down in the pizza's butt. Probably shouldn't have written that down in the pizza parlor. On a napkin. Hit here. Here's her schedule. She's on the ice from 4 to 4.30. Yep. You can get the pipe at the hardware store, wrap it in tape, and then um, make sure that the back door is unlocked. They can we get another napkin, please? Criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Funch, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. All right, do the Clippers force a game seven. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all callers appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, it's pretty funny, isn't it, Slee, that everybody's already asking you which Hawks jersey you're going to wear What's when going on the Clippers here? in the finals? They've already decided that it's going to be L.A. and Atlanta in the NBA championship. That's interesting. I'm actually you know, surprised. When I say surprised, you said it best. You're like, I think the Clippers are going to end up making it to the NBA finals. I think they're going to win three games in a row against the Phoenix Suns. And then you said... But I wouldn't be surprised if they lost today because now all of a sudden the expectations are on the Clippers, and that's kind of been their M.O. When the expectations are there, they don't deliver. When the expectations aren't there, they come out and freaking play great basketball and, and look like uh, one of the best teams that's, that, that sits back and remains. But I am surprised that we got some people thinking that it's going to be Hawks and the Clippers in the NBA Finals. I, st- I don't know who's coming out of the East. Like you said, with Trey Young out by playing last night, I had yeah. no idea that they are going to win that game. And now Giannis is hurt, so that mm-hmm. whole thing is totally up in the air. But I-, I don't know if I've ever seen a team like the Clippers. And here's what I mean. A team that I feel is the better team, that is playing better, that seems to have momentum on their side right now. Without their best player. Without their best player. Great yep. point. Mm-hmm. That... If they showed up and laid an egg tonight, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the thing, those things don't go together. I know the, those things don't go together, and you wonder if the secret sauce in this, we uh-huh. because we we talked about a lot of the players are the same, some of them are different, but it's the dude on the bench. We talked about Dave Roberts giving him some credit when things went right. What about Ty Lue? Ten and two in elimination games. That's not a small sample. That's not you know two and one. Oh, I won more than that. ten and two in elimination games. That's nuts. Michael Thompson um, joined uh, Kellerman, I want to say on Friday. Okay, so on Kellerman's show, comes up right after this. And they were talking about coaches, and Max was trying to make the case that Ty Lue, at this point right now, is the best coach in the NBA. Now, I'm not going to go, listen, we got the Popoviches of the world. There's other coaches that have won championships before, so I, I hold my hesitation on that. But just the mere fact that he was saying Ty Lue is the best coach uh, he wasn't saying remaining in the playoffs. He wasn't talking about – and Nate McMillan's had a, a fantastic run with the Hawks. He wasn't talking about that. Monty Williams was the coach of the year. He was saying he thought – he thinks he's the best coach in the uh, in the NBA period. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, Trav. We talked about this early in the show, most valuable players. The best player left right now is a Paul George this, that. Man, Ty Lue has been – it's so unique in the NBA to see coaches – you know how many adjustments he's made? You know how many times he's said, I don't care. You know, Zubats, you're starting. No, no, Zubats, you're off. Marcus Morris, yep. you're going. The guy has kind of tried every scenario. Zone, man, does that's very unique, I feel like, in today's NBA. I, I feel that there's a lot of stubborn coaches. You stick with what you got. You stick with what, what you think is best. 
uh, or what you've done best. Ty Lue, I, I can't tell you what he's going to come out. Is he going to go big? Is he going to go small? I feel like every single game, every single half, Ty Lue switches things up that most coaches wouldn't do. No, so the moves that you're talking about, this is another thing that he deserves credit for because it's not just we'll move this guy in and this guy out. His guys are always ready to go. Now, that's a credit to the players themselves, but it's also a credit to him letting his guy look – you may not play at all tonight, but you might also play 35 minutes. I don't know what this thing is going to present itself. You need to be ready to go. He's really good at that. And I'm not going to go where Stephen A. has gone and where Michael has said and some other things where he's the best coach in the NBA. I'm not quite there yet. You know, Greg Popovich has five championship rings. Maybe that matters Duh. or something. But think about this. If he takes the Los Angeles Clippers hmm. to an NBA championship, with Kawhi Leonard sitting in a suite and watching from a distance, how do we not have him in that conversation? After Because here, here's the rub with Ty Lue, fair or unfair. The championship he won with Cleveland, everybody goes, well, yeah, did you not see LeBron? LeBron just did everything. Sure, they don't, give the, him, they don't want to give him credit. Right, yep. that he just, mm-hmm. he just made sure that LeBron had what he needed and LeBron went and won the series. And I don't even know if that's wrong. It might be right. But not this. This isn't that. This isn't just get the hell out of Paul George's way. This is go figure out a way to get this done without your best player. If he does that, he's absolutely on that list. You know, you know what's interesting? That's, that's actually an interesting point because Spolstra, who is one of the better coaches in the NBA, the conversation is, well, I mean, he had Dwayne Wade, he had LeBron James, Chris Bosh. You and I can go out there and coach them to a championship. That that We hear that when the stars are kind of lined up. Ty Lue was in a, a predicament where they're down 3-1, comes back. We only gave LeBron the credit for that championship. We really didn't look past that. Kyrie hit mm-hmm. the big shot, but sure. you really didn't pay too much attention to that. Um, this is a such a different... This is where you can tell a coach is having impact. Your player is down. Um, you're down one of your top players. You have games where you fall back 0-2, or maybe you're down big in a first half and you come back. That's when you could tell, like, okay, coaching has its impact. You can't walk away from this series... So even if the Clippers lose tonight, in my opinion, you can't walk away saying that Ty Lue did not have a tremendous impact on the Clippers. I agree with that completely. All right, coming up next, the dump. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all callers appear via the Goodyear hotline. Remember, I don't know, Slee, it was a couple weeks ago maybe. I forget exactly when, when we did it. But when I asked you what was in your closet and you were kind of ducked the question, you really didn't answer yeah, that? there's not much in there. Yeah, not very exciting. Yes, I do remember that. Is there a pair of jorts lurking in your closet somewhere, a jean shorts, cut-off jeans? Because if there are, you're on the right side of fashion. I wish there was, man. I wish I could say uh, that, that there is a pair. I wish I could say there's three pairs in all different colors. Uh, but I, I don't I don't have those. You, you, okay. got, you rocking those? I'm not a jorts guy, but according to a piece in the Wall Street Journal, jorts okay. are making a comeback. That they're, they are now fashion back. forward. Yeah. That that's something that... Let me you tell you something. With. Let me tell you something about my fashion. By the time I get on board with it, it's done. Like it's <laughs> over. Uh, that that ship has sailed. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be the guy that's uh, the fashion expert on the show. Were you ever the guy that was wearing like the Z Cavaricis or the Zubaz pants? Any of those things back in the day? There might be a little bit before your time. Um, I know we talked about this at one point during the show. Corduroids, right? Okay. Those were those were. For some reason, I thought, oh no, these are yeah this. Just Was wear it these just now. Lee, or when you yeah. would wear your corduroys, maybe this is just a fat guy problem. I don't know. Mm-hmm. When you would wear corduroys, when you'd walk, would it go, whoop, 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 
every step you took. I couldn't wear corduroys because it sounded like I was uh, making yeah, music or something with the corduroys. You guys are killing me, man, because I have, corduroys, I have corduroys and I have jorts. Yeah, but you're thin, Funch, so your corduroys <laughs> don't make the, the noise. That mine yeah, no noise. They still make the noise. I mean, I, I think really? all corduroys make noise, yeah. All right, let me tell you what my bone to pick with corduroys are. I think that the belt loops are a little always too loose. Every corduroy pants I've ever worn, I've Mm -hmm. tried to pull it up, and then the belt loop comes off. And I think that's (laughs) maybe some sort of flaw in the design, or maybe it's just user error. Look, belt loops are important because they need to be the right size, like you're saying. And that's Emily. For those of you that don't know her voice yet, Emily just joined us today. Today's her first day. She's producing uh, Travis and Slee. So welcome to Emily. But that the, the belt loops are important. You know what I had, and I still probably have a pair somewhere deep in my dresser somewhere? What do you have? Cargo shorts. And that's a bad look. Cargo shorts are the uh, I got a pair of cargo a shorts, too. That's a major, well, major dad look. I it think is. It's okay if you're a dad. Well, they're, 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 they're way are long. You doing the, are you doing the... the do you have the white? I could see you. You a dolphin you know, short guy, Slee? Like Richard Simmons? No. No? I, I could see you rocking. On your you power walks, you throwing a pair of, pair of dolphin shorts? No? No. I could see you rocking those. What, what's the What's the old, like the the definitely dad shoes? Those are the white Skechers? New Balance. Or new the balance. New ba- oh, yes. the New Balance? No, I don't every have time, those. Every time I see somebody wear those, I'm like, just don't wear those. Just pick any other shoe. Just don't wear those, please. Guys, I'm, I'm not a dad. I have a pair of New Balances. <laughs> But, yeah, but they're not going to be, today but they're not gonna front, be those new balances. They're so, not going to be the ones that we're talking about. Funch, I'm going to help you out here because you've answered yes to too many of these questions. Here's what you need to do. <laughs> I know that you're in a relationship. Here's the fashion icon, Travis and, Rogers. Nope, 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 nope. Let me finish. Let me finish. You need to go home and have a conversation with your girlfriend and tell her, listen, honey, I need you just to break me off right here. Straight. Don't worry about my feelings. I need you to tell me. Jorts, cargo shorts. New Balance, are these okay? She if likes all that stuff. Then, then you're good. Then it doesn't matter. If she's okay with it, then you're good to go. But if she says, if she gives you anything like, well, well what, what if you ask like her? Them, what if you ask her, eh. one's got to go, which one's got to go? There Maybe you, go. you could kind of start uh, taking certain things out. But it is kind of funny, Funches. You're, you're in for all those. I like it. So here we go. Serena Williams out at Wimbledon. She suffered yep. an injury yesterday. She had to retire, which means she's going to have to wait at least – uh, a little while longer, maybe to the U.S. Open coming up at the end of the summer, to try to get that next major to hamstring tie injury. Margaret Court. Mm-hmm. It does. It does feel like maybe that's not going to happen. Now we've seen Tiger come back with a major late yeah. in his career. Yeah. We've seen other great players do it, and she's certainly a great athlete. But she's closing in on forty years old, mm-hmm. and tennis is a grueling physical game. You, do you think she's going to get there? I, I feel like we're going to get a Serena run. I feel like we'll get one of those. Um, one of those Serena moments where she's in that final four, right? Like, and and all the hype starts kind of building here. Serena hasn't won. When's the last time she won? Um, she won a major. When was it? Twenty seventeen. It's been That's a right. while. And she had her. She had her. She had her baby. Yep. So she missed some time with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, father time. They undefeated, right? Did it get? But to don't you think ultimately? those don't those greats just come up with one more run where you're like, there's no guarantee they're going to have it. But Kobe just dropped sixty on his final game. Tiger, like you mentioned, did what he did. Tom Brady's still making it happen at his age. I feel like Serena will have one more of those runs where we're all watching her on a weekend. Here's here's where it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. 
golf is not physical like tennis. Sure. Where basketball, that was, and I'm not taking anything away from Kobe 60. It's one of the more amazing things I've ever seen with my own two eyes. But there were some extenuating circumstances in that game. The girl or the woman on the other side of the net, she's going to be trying to kill Serena. Mm-hmm. Right? This isn't going to be a let's, okay, let's give him a three and see what happens. Okay, let's give him another three and see what happens. Naomi Osaka, who's not in this tournament right here, yeah. she's going to try to beat Serena. Sloane Stevens is going to try to beat Serena. All of these other. I don't really know if she'll win it, players. but I feel like she'll get one of those runs where we're talking about her. She's getting deeper and deeper. She's in the quarterfinals. She's in the fi- You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like she'll, she'll get one or more of those runs. She, she, and she's, you know what she is? She's the Lakers. She's the Dodgers. She's the Yankees. Mm-hmm. That she's not playing to make a run. She's playing to win the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that she's, she's unique like that. There's nobody else that we look at the way that we look at Serena Williams, where if she doesn't win it, it's, ah, she's going to have to wait to get Margaret Court. It's not, oh, hey, she's nearly 40. It's the Federer, kid, right? And it's still it's, one it's of the, the equivalent of Roger Federer. Yeah. Just, just absolutely crazy that she's still, still, still doing like that. She, you know, I think that when we talk about the greatest athletes of the generation, we talk about LeBron, yeah. you mentioned yep. Tom Brady, we talk mm-hmm. about Tiger Woods. Oh, no, Serena's Ser- name Serena's name, 100% Every- is in that conversation. Should she not be ahead of them all? Should she not be? On, I mean, we're talking 20, what is it, 22 Grand Slam wins? Mm-hmm. 22. Mm-hmm. Tiger's got, what is it, 15. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's got seven. She's got 22. That's You know, actually, there's if you go right now, if you type in greatest athletes right now, her name's always there, you know. So, oh, yeah. like, it's not like there's any different. You're gonna say, "Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo," and uh, you'll talk about Messi. Tom Brady. Serena is definitely. That's why I picked Ronaldo, and I didn't pick Messi. What do you mean? You know what happens tomorrow, don't you? I don't want to know what happens tomorrow. Messi becomes a free agent at 12:01 tonight or this morning, however you want to look at it. Mom, mom, I want to go to Manchester. I want to go to the Bundesliga, and I want to go to Serie. Start promoting oh. what's tomorrow. ESPN app or on that's iTunes. That's tomorrow. Travis and Sleeva Show. <laughs> Travis and Sleeva Show. You can catch the full two hours on the ESPN app or on iTunes. And we're going to talk about Messi being a free agent, and we're going to do the decision, and I'm going to make a People call. People thought you brought Messi's to to- voice when you were doing the Willy Wonka voice, by the way. Willy Wonka is a creep, and you should keep your kids away from him. Bad guy. 50 years ago. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.